0: This episode is brought to you by our friends at Detroit Boxing Company. They're a clothing brand that focuses on quality and comfort. I have a few of their shirts and they are comfy as hell. And not only are you going to look great, but I swear when I put my shirt on, I could throw my jab cross hook way better. Maybe that's just the placebo effect, but I swear it looked way better. If you want to learn more about the company and what TJ has been putting together, you should listen to episode number 36 of the podcast. I had a chance to talk to him about his motivations and what inspired him to start the company. He's a wonderful dude, and what he's putting out is great. So be sure to check out their website at DetroitBoxingCompany.com, and at the checkout, make sure you use the word CoryCast, all one word, no E-C-O-R-Y-C-A-S-T, and save yourself 10% at checkout. It's time! It's time! treat yourself our friends at 13 make high quality super comfy clothes that fit wicked noise i'm telling you everything that i've ordered for them is fantastic it looks great it feels great when i put it on our friends at 13 are so kind and nice that if you go to the website thur13en.com pick yourself up a hoodie a hat a shirt Use the code word CoreyCast at checkout and you're going to save yourself a little bit of cash. I can't tell you how much I love their stuff and how great those people are that work there. So pick yourself up. Treat yourself. Now you could probably guess, putting on a convention is a lot of work. There's a lot of moving parts and a lot of moving pieces. You have to get all these types of things in sync and in line with one another. And my next guest today are responsible for running the Retro Game Con here in Syracuse. Patrick Milligan and returning guest Danny Tripodi have been putting together the Retro Game Con and growing it year after year. It's a convention that focuses on bringing all gamers and nerds and geeks and friends and people together under one roof to celebrate their love of video games. Something that's very close to my heart since, man, I was playing Pokemon Yellow on my Game Boy Color late at night. These guys are fantastic, and they are responsible for putting on a really great convention. I went to the Junior Retro Game Con at the most with my son, and man, we had a lot of fun. They had tons of things set up, tons of interactive uh, TVs, old consoles that you could play, a lot of different vendors. In this episode, we focused on talking about how they grew the Retro Game Con and kind of what goes in together on on putting on a convention. So I'll tell you what, it is no easy feat to put on one of those events. I don't ask you this too often, but if you like the episode, make sure you share it with a friend, subscribe, or maybe drop a comment. Anchor also lets you, the viewer, uh, click the link in the show description. You can leave a voice message. I haven't had a chance to use it yet, and if you leave me a voice message, we'll put it on the show, and uh, we'll give it a try and see, see what it sounds like. I've never tried it. I've been dying to try it. So anyways, enough of me begging for your love and affection. Here are two people that really deserve your love and affection even more. Danny and Pat are fantastic people and man, they're so intelligent when it comes to putting these things on. I was really excited I got to talk to them because they're super intelligent and man, I'm no Danny for so long. I any opportunity I get to talk to Danny, I'm in. I'm sold. So, here are my two friends, Pat and Danny. <laughs> Danny, thank you so much for doing uh, the podcast because I'm really excited about the Retro Game Con. There has to be a lot of planning that goes into this, right? How many events have you guys done?
1: Well, the con started in 2013 and I was brought on board in 2014. So I actually didn't start the convention. Uh, That was our friend Ed Forth founded the con and uh ran it for the first few years. Um, so, but we've still done uh, I guess that means that we're on our seventh one this year that we've done
0: Whoa. and
1: lots of mini events in between. Like we do a lot of charity events and small side events.
0: Yeah. Like the one that you did at the most, that's where I had a chance to meet you, Pat. Was yeah. The junior. Pat Jr.
1: Right. Right. That was our, that was our new one to try out this year to sort of test the post pandemic waters to see what an event would look like, uh, you know, in this, uh, age of uh of covid and it was pretty successful we're very happy with it uh it it, we pulled it off safe and uh, everybody had fun um that was cool we'll definitely do retro game con junior again next year and the most were wonderful hosts
0: oh i i hear they are fantastic to work with
1: yeah definitely really love working with them uh that's cool for a small show uh we didn't really have any complaints whatsoever about about it just praise from everybody all around
0: Oh that's cool I love I love to hear that. When you took over uh or actually when you started doing the GameCon with the previous owner did you have any like uh experience doing conventions?
1: Um I had experience a little bit of experience going to conventions. Uh yeah, not, right. not really any event planning experience whatsoever. I started out as a volunteer and I just as you know when uh there's an organization that's mostly made up of volunteers people's uh, availability and interest kind of uh, will wane over time. And uh, so people will drop off and then you'll have new people come on. And uh, as some other people kind of took a step back, I took a few steps forward and started taking over more and more. And then finally there was a discussion where it was like, how about I just run the thing? And nobody was opposed. So I took it and, uh, and a lot of the original people are actually still helping us now, including the original owner is still helping us out with it and oh, wow. uh, Danny's, uh, Danny's uh, along with our friend Nate and uh our friend Justin he's one of our right-hand guys and uh oh, nice. does, like all the graphics for us that you see uh one thing that we I'll definitely brag about is we have very slick graphics for an event company yeah uh, that's that's all this guy so <laughs> I know
0: Danny's Danny, you're so goddamn talented with all that stuff. He is. He, yeah. Danny doesn't like praise from his friends. Danny hates <laughs> it. He always blushes, but it's well deserved, dude, because you are a very creative. And how long have you been helping the game con, Danny?
2: Uh that's what I was trying to think of. I'm pretty sure it was 16, right? Yeah, 2016. 16. Uh, yep. Pat reached out to me because of the Game Shell, the extra life stuff that we would do for Game Shell.
1: No, it was because of your jean jacket. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's my whack
2: jean jacket. <laughs> you gotta stand out at these things, you gotta look different.
1: He had a power glove on and <laughs> flip up shades, probably, and yeah. a jean jacket with a bunch of video game patches and pins on it. So
2: that just says. This is the this, person who wants to volunteer. That's to so, that says
1: this guy will work for me for free. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this guy will work, yeah, for graphics for for free. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, it's it's only been four retro game cons. Technically five if you count junior. or Four and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's been awesome. You know we we get to run the extra life stage and we collect donations throughout both days. Uh, Not as much as what Justin does, though. He is crazy good at collecting donations. Uh,
1: Yeah, our our friend uh, Justin uh, reaches out to all these different gaming companies and asks for donations throughout the year for us to use uh, for our charity raffles and our charity auction. And with a year. lot of success, we get a lot of really generous companies donating yeah, to us. I don't
2: know how he does it, though, because every year it seems like there's more and more stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And we well, hopefully, more more don't money. jinx it for this. <laughs> year. We're still in the process. <laughs> yeah, but, not uh, but yeah, in 2019, we raised $14,000 for Extra Life. Wow. And if, people uh, probably know what Extra Life is if they're gamers. But if they're not, it's a charity that uh, benefits local Children's Miracle Network hospitals, So you can typically what you would do is you would sign up to be an extra life member. You can sign up on a team or create your own team. And then you can raise money throughout the year for your local Children's Miracle Network hospital by gaming. And then there's uh, I I think it's in November, first weekend in November. I think every year there's a 24 hour uh, gaming uh, challenge. And Um, so it's, it's just like in school when you would raise money for like a run or something like that or. Yeah anything you were doing, you know, Pinewood Derby and Boy Scouts or whatever. You bug all your friends on Facebook, hey, I'm gonna do this gaming marathon. Uh, and Could you
0: donate something to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so uh, we have we're, we're very lucky in Syracuse. We've not retro game con, but we the extra lifers in Syracuse have grown it from almost nothing to raising, I don't I don't know what the totals are, but in pre-pandemic years I think we were upwards of like fifty thousand dollars. Oh yeah the year yeah
2: wow.
1: and uh, it's out it's outdated info now but i used to brag that uh extra life in one year due to our efforts we were able to uh outfit the upstate galasano children's hospital with all new playstation threes mm-hmm. so that was, oh. that was years ago now but uh they're, yeah. just, they're they're all upgraded to ps4s and i don't know maybe ps5s at this point they can so, find them yeah. yeah, and they have and uh, and it goes towards other pediatric programs that they have there as well at the hospital. And they do a great job there. If you're yeah. if you have a kid that's uh got the unfortunate uh, circumstance of being sick, that is a good place to end up because they have so much stuff to do there and so many uh helpful, talented, caring people to help keep them entertained. And that's yeah. what extra life is all about. It's our it's our passion to raise yeah, money.
0: Top of line care and all around. Uh, just really nice people there when yep. you guys are asking these game game like what kind of game companies have offered to donate like that's pretty impressive
1: uh there's been a lot and you know i'll I'll blank on a lot of the bigger ones and justin will be upset but there's uh the uh gaming accessory company pdp that makes a lot of uh third-party headsets and nice controllers oh. Uh, they also make those pixel pals if you've ever seen them in gamestop they're like the size of oh. a Funko Pop, but they're like eight-bit light-up video game characters. Yeah, so they all, they've always donated a lot of stuff to us. We've had uh, we've had like companies like Konami, uh, Square Enix.
2: Wow, uh, that's really cool. Companies.
1: Yeah, uh, in 2019, Gale Force Nine, which is a board game company, was a yep. uh, was a big supporter of the COM. They sponsored us and gave us a ton of a ton of great board games. They have the Jaws board game and the dune board game yeah so we got like many copies of those to give away uh, to raffle off and then also our vendors we have a ton of vendors and every year and at every event the vendors are quite generous and you know they don't have to but they drop off stuff for us to use to fundraise for charity as well
0: whoa Mm -hmm. that's really cool i you have like big names and little like local well i'm thinking of one vendor on the top of my head that i met at the Junior Game Con. Okay. Princess Diane. She makes patches? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, patches and accessories. Uh, uh, Prima, like I,
1: Prima Diana.
0: Pre there it is, Prima, Prima Diana. There you go. She uh is very talented with her patches and I'm it's really cool to see like like I would imagine her donating like hey, here's like 10 patches you can donate. And then you have Konami who's like here's a bunch of like board games. Like that is such a a really cool yin and yang to see. Especially I would feel like those bigger people would be like, no, get out of here. I'm not doing nothing. Get out of here.
1: No, I <laughs> mean, our, they, foundation. Have, they have tons of stuff to give away. If All you have to do is reach out. And uh, it's a little different now, having gone through uh, COVID. A lot of companies are on tighter budgets for this sort of thing. And, and events in general have dried up a little bit. Right. Um, there's, not, there's not a lot of events like us left in 2022. Um, and this year is obviously a big test for us, as it is for anybody trying to come back after the pandemic. Um, I mean, during the pandemic, depending on uh, what your point of view is, I mean, there's still uh, concerns that we have about uh, people getting sick now. Um, We take every precaution and uh, and we encourage masks and, uh, you know, temperature checks and such. But it's still a still an ongoing concern. So it's a real test this year for events and for companies that support events like ours to see if we can keep the convention scene going strong into the future.
0: Right. Right. And like that has got to be like what? so when you guys are saying pre-covid and and post-covid what are you guys doing differently to promote it are you guys trying to take some different avenues because it really is like hey this is where we see if if we still got the juice in the tank right yeah yeah if people still want to go to conventions and stuff so what do you what are you trying to do different
1: well uh three years later it's uh it's really, it's really tough to know um, how many people are still interested in coming to an in-person big crowded event like this. Right. Um, Judging by the couple of smaller events that we've run and the other conventions in the Northeast that I've been to so far this year, I think people are ready to come back to in-person events. Um, But all I can say is that uh, if people want there to be conventions in the future, 2022 is the year to come out and support us because if we don't get the attendance and if, if these other cons don't get the attendance, then they may throw in the towel, you know, because uh, these are very uh, large, expensive, complicated events to run. And uh, an event like ours is like almost a full-time job for me throughout the year. So uh, it's, it's a big test is all I can say. I hate I to sound like I'm complaining or, or like, uh, you know, uh, begging for people to come out and support us. I am kind of begging for people to come out. Please come us. out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but so, so far, what we've seen is quite encouraging. Um, what are we doing different? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I think ramped up, um, safety measures, you know, like we're disinfecting areas. Yeah, yeah. The, the same stuff that you would see everywhere else. Mm-hmm.
1: And the, you know? the center as, as our venue, has has new precautions in place as well to protect people. But as far as promoting goes, we're kind of doing the same old channels. Uh, we're setting up, uh, you know, free play game consoles at any, any event that will take us that's even slightly nerdy. Um, yeah. We're doing these little brewery events. We've got uh, Retro Game Con Wednesdays at Buried Acorn uh, Brewing Company in Syracuse. Um, nice. What do you ma- guys do there? I've uh, only done one so far, but oh, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll bring a bunch of game consoles uh, with classic video games on them, uh, set them up for people to play. At this last one, it was a hybrid Halo slash Pac-Man themed event. Okay. So we had we had uh, we had Halo and original Pac-Man going on next to each other. And we had high score contests and, uh, and uh, like a little uh, tournament going on for Halo. And we'll do like a video game trivia contest. I'll, I'll run a trivia contest. Whoa. And, uh, and we promote the con to the to the people who come out. Right. So wow, that's all, better cool. with, uh, all better with beers.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's funny. And when uh, you get an event like this, like, Danny, how do you how do you lay it out and figure out, like, what what the flyer is going to look like or what the template is going to look like? How how do you where do you start?
2: So usually we try to come up with a general theme like uh, it was 2018 was more Super Mario based. Mm -hmm. We had the the first issue of Nintendo Power. We we kind of inspired that to be our program design, and the the overall theme was very Super Mario esque. Uh, before uh, twenty twenty, before the pandemic uh, cut the rails on that, we were doing a Halo themed one uh, based around our guests that were appearing. This year, we have more of a Genshin impact, but there's more. Uh, the The theme overall is that Retro Game Con is back. Yeah. So, it's more just retro Game Con themed, yeah. just retro games. Uh, and, and that's where we kind of start from and, and give it usually like a synth wave look or a, a retro looking aesthetic that's still pleasing to draw in lots of people and not alienate just
1: a certain. Yeah, we're, we're very big on like neon pink, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like. like the the retro looking style. Yeah. yeah, when uh you know it's funny you said make make people feel like like every it's all, for all parties. It's like uh when I told my dad I was like I think I'm going to bring Ash to the junior retro game con. He was like, "You think you think he might be like too young for it?" I mean, Ash only 2. For sure he was too young for it, right? Mm-hmm. But him like just going around and experiencing it and then like watching he sat and watched somebody play Duck Hunt for like 5 minutes and then he left. And then he walked down and was mesmerized by uh, Sonic. Yeah, Sonic on Sega. So it was was really cool to see that. And even my dad, my dad was even, I even caught him playing an old Atari at the Retro Game Con. So like he, like we all had fun and it was all age ranges, you know, especially if you love video games, that is the place to be. Yeah. Literally called the Retro Game Con. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and i i have to emphasize it's not all retro we have it's just gaming yep. in general uh there's definitely a lot of retro stuff there but we have a lot of modern things as well modern tournaments modern voice actor guests from current games uh
2: smash bros tournaments mario bros. kart
1: tournaments right. you know fighting games like street fighter mortal Kombat, you yep. know things like that so it, it, it spans <laughs> all eras of gaming
0: yeah and that's and that's the coolest thing about it. That's what I loved about the junior game con. Cause you guys had all different types of consoles set up everywhere for people to play. And mm-hmm. like you had said, Pat too, it's not just old school or new school. There's also tabletop like role-playing game vendors that were there. There was like different people yeah. selling different board games. Like it's, it's like a, uh, it's nerd heaven.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just- all these, all these different fandoms <laughs> intertwine. Like if you're, if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, chances are you appreciate retro games. Yep. and and vice versa you know it's it's all part of the same cohesive whole and yeah. uh what, what i tell people when i want to do like the one sentence description of retro game con is it's like comic con but video games and uh i guess that's not i guess that's not wholly accurate if i'm leaving out the tabletop stuff because not only do we have that but we have you know card games like uh magic the gathering and pokemon you, uh, yeah. events going oh, on yeah
0: that's right him. i forgot people were selling their uh like really nice trading cards at some of the the booths and tables too. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, and at the main event in October, there will be a lot more of that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We have a we have a local uh, game shop coming in to run uh, trading card events. So there will be uh, tournaments with a separate entry fee where you can actually win some cash if you're talented at these games. Whoa! Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that's cool. It's it's very cool. Would, was that always a part of the GameCon when? You guys first were around 2013, like having Magic the yeah. Gathering tournaments or card game tournaments?
1: Pretty much. I'm not sure if the first one had those uh, tournaments. It was more of just like a vendor show. Uh, but but yeah, from near the beginning, we've involved tabletop and card games. And another big aspect of the con is uh, not to be overlooked is cosplay. There's a ton oh. of cosplay that goes on there as well. And we have a cosplay contest, and uh, you can win awesome. sponsored prizes and and cash for that as well. And there's adults, oh. and kids versions, and super serious and casual versions side by side.
0: Whoa, that's cool! And with all these tournaments and all these different like events running, who runs each individual tournament? Is it just different volunteers?
1: That's that's one of the more difficult parts of my job with the convention is finding the people willing to do these because uh, uh, it changes people's people's interest. You know, uh, ebbs and flows. And it's not the same people who want to run the same events year after year. So every year I'm kind of scrambling to find uh, volunteers or people who are willing to, you know, take some product or a Retro Game Con shirt here and there to uh, to come run a tournament for us. And luckily we found a lot of people who are, uh, you know, community minded and willing to help out and uh, and run these events for us. But uh, every year it's uh, you know a bunch of new people coming in. To run different events for us, we have we have some uh, like Danny who runs some Switch events at the con, like Mario Kart, who's who've been with us for years. But uh, this year, especially after three year break, I needed more volunteers to run our events because we're looking right now at like thirty different various tournaments and contests, Oof. and so that's that's coming together, and it will come together by October eighth and 9th. But that's uh, my main one of my main focuses at the moment is finding people to come in and run these events for us.
0: If if somebody's listening to this right now and wants to volunteer, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Uh, they can contact through the website. If you go to retrogamecon.com and scroll all the way down, there's a contact button. Um, and then also you can uh, message us on Facebook, any of our social media, uh, direct message us on Instagram or Twitter, and I'll get all those, and we respond right away. And uh, we'll put up an application as well for anyone looking to run events. Um,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, definitely looking for for people to come in if they have an idea of something that they'd like to run at the con we will provide prize support. We'll provide, you know, uh, free tickets for you and your friend to come to the con for the weekend. Uh, You you can get one of our uh, con t-shirts, which is super cool this year. Um, Yeah. We, uh, we try to uh, try to provide some incentives for people to come in and run events for us every year.
0: That's what the t-shirts also designed by you, Danny? Usually they would be, but (laughs) yeah
1: okay yeah you want to you want to grab it yeah, over there it's underneath yeah. my laptop bag i can i'll show you the t-shirt design we just announced, oh yes we just announced it a couple days ago but i oh, have current. a printout here so let's get that in the frame so there there we go Whoa. so our t-shirt theme this year is retro boy rampage and this is designed by brian Colin, who is the original designer of the game rampage who's also a special guest at the show this year
0: Whoa.
1: See we've got Retro Boy there who is not certainly not a Game Boy. You can tell there's differences.
0: <laughs> For sure. Definitely He's not a game surrounded
1: boy. Surrounded by the original uh rampage uh characters, Ralph, George, and Lizzie perched on top there. And then if you recognize it, that's the on center building.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: That's our shirt design. And that we're super cool. excited about it this year.
0: Wow that is so it, that's another part of running these conventions. I feel like you get to meet a lot of cool people.
1: Yeah. Over the years, we've had so many great guests. I'm accumulating a, I don't really collect anything anymore except for retro game con stuff. So I have like a signed memento or video game from every one of our guests that we've had. And we've well, had, and- uh, yeah. So I've, yeah, I don't have anywhere good to put them in my house yet, but, uh, they're, they're stashed away and we've had some great guests. We've had, uh, Everywhere from classic game designers like uh, Gary, David David Crane, who Gary Kitchen. yeah, David Crane Gary Kitchen, who uh, were co founders of Activision. You may have heard of that company. Oh wow! In the Jeez. 90s, and uh, and developed games like Pitfall on Atari. Holy cow! Battle Tank and some others, and then we've also had a lot of uh, famous voice actors like Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario. Uh,
0: Unbelievable! I'm yeah. mad that I missed that. To be honest.
1: Yeah, that was a good one. He'll come back sometime. He's still doing all the cons. He's one of the busiest, busiest voice actors out there. He's at every con that you go to. So we'll have him back in Syracuse maybe next year.
0: Danny, what was your favorite per like guest that you got to oh, to see and yeah. meet? <laughs>
2: Easily Charles Martinet because yeah. you know, I, I love Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh, so meeting him was surreal, uh, and, and just like experiencing him as he. He does all the voices as he like signs stuff, and he's talking like Luigi and then he's talking like Mario and then he's talking like Wario it's crazy,
0: mm-hmm. oh my God, that's so, <laughs> so
2: cool' he's just so good too with our with our guests and
1: uh volunteers yeah that was that was a great year for guests. We also had uh we who who else did we have that year We had some youtubers
2: uh we had the voice of Princess Zelda from that Breath was of the nineteen is that nineteen yeah Uh
0: who was I'm blanking right now and I apologize to those people. (laughs) Oh, you're fine. No, this is this is good. This is all like very impressive. If there was I'll ask this question to both of you if there was one person that you would love to get, if money wasn't an issue, scheduling wasn't an issue, who would you want at the retro game con?
1: Well, I've I've really been aiming for Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, and he was signed up for our 2020 con but uh, obviously that one got canceled yeah. and uh, we have not booked him for this year's show, but I'd like to, I'd like to look into him for next year. There's also uh, Jen Taylor who often goes to sh- the same shows that Steve Downs is at. And she's the voice of Cortana from halo and the Microsoft oh. assistant discontinued mm. Microsoft assistant. Uh, <laughs> she's also in the halo uh, TV show and she's the voice of princess peach and, and toad in the in the Mario games. So I didn't know two, that. Those two would be like a dream guest list for us. Didn't work out this year, but we're we're aiming for them for one of these
0: one of these years coming up. That would be sick. Danny, you got one? Um
2: I if money wasn't an issue. Money's not, not an issue here. I don't know how crazy it would go over, but I would love to this is just uh me being greedy, but I would love to meet Shigeru Miyamoto. Uh, okay, creator of Mario and Zelda, and pretty much yeah. thing that runs on Nintendo. Yeah, uh, if we couldn't get Shigeru because of uh, you know, flight restrictions, maybe Reggie, the uh, Nintendo of America president, former president.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, right, right, he's did a thing uh, on X-Play not too long ago. Oh, really yeah g4 is back it's crazy on twitch and yeah, yeah they're they're back doing their thing really cool to see because if jesus i loved freaking g4 tv oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but yeah no that would be cool i would love to see those those people at retro game con it always seems uh guests are always so cool to see it's like holy cow you voiced mario my whole life and here you are standing in front of me like that is right. so cool what goes into like booking one of those people do you have to like call oh, a yeah, PR that's, person?
1: That's, yeah, that's fun stuff to talk about on a on a podcast. I, for real, I'm not I'm not being uh, I'm not being sarcastic. So you would find out who uh, find out who you want to book as a guest. You would Google around to try to find their agent. A lot of them will list it right in their Twitter bio, like who their oh, business email is. So you right. email you tell them who you are, uh, what you're interested in. Uh, when your events dates are, and then you wait for a reply. And then you'll uh, either get a sure they're interested or no, they can't make it. And then you talk about money and travel and stuff. And a lot of the, a lot of the guests will, uh, a lot of the game designers are so, so generous. They come for flights and hotels. In a lot of cases, I don't have to pay them. Like they're just super, super happy to meet fans and, you know, sign their games and give presentations on their games. Um, wow. And a lot of them do, a lot of them do come and sell uh, unique stuff. Like, uh, like for example, uh, one of our guests, Brian Colin this year, he brings uh, some original Rampage art and stuff that you can buy and get signed. So that's super cool. Super cool. Uh, the voice actors will often have like typical celebrity agents and they'll have, uh, they'll have requirements uh, like guarantees Which is where the show will guarantee they they're going to make a certain amount of money. Um, If not, you have to foot the rest of the bill. But if you're you're a busy show like ours, the guarantees are usually no issue. And then you'll just cover like you know travel expenses and some food and stuff. It's actually it's it's a lot more it's a lot more reasonable and easier than you might think. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm thinking like these people would be so out of reach, but they seem like they're very in touch. Like it doesn't seem like it's out of the bounds of possibility. Yeah. And I mean, we're not
1: booking like a list Avengers, you know, and stuff. That's, that's a whole different ball game, but uh, in the video game world, we're very fortunate to have a lot of super recognizable people with fantastic roles and great talent who are also big fans of the convention scene and like to travel around to these events and meet fans. So uh, there's, there's a large pool of really diverse and interesting people to look at when you're considering booking guests for a con.
0: Wow. 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 That's, it does seem like all of this is way more than a full-time job, Pat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's a part-time job for some of the year. And then as it gets closer to the show, like the last three or four months, I slowly shift more and more of my focus towards it until it's all I can think about or talk about (laughs) much to my (laughs) friends and, wife's uh
0: frustrations (laughs) (laughs) that's that's funny and when uh you guys had started the retro game con did the goals like how did you measure your goals was it just like attendance is that probably the biggest factor that you guys can look at Uh,
1: well the goal is to celebrate video games and and keep retro games alive in people's minds And expose people, especially kids, to how cool this world of retro gaming and classic video games is. That's the primary goal. Um, Of course, attendance is nice because that lets us do the show, you know, lets us uh,
2: continue. Yeah,
1: continue to grow and add more stuff to it. So, attendance is one of the primary focuses, but we honestly just want everybody to have a fun video game party.
0: (laughs) That's what it is, too. Yeah. (laughs) It's a fun video game party. That's I, that's what I, I appreciate about conventions. I will say, I have gone to Retro Game Con. I did when I worked for Runnings. We did a couple of, like sportsman conventions, mm-hmm. uh, and I when I was younger, I did like uh, computer conventions with my dad when I was younger. What's yeah. really cool to me about conventions, it seems like it's a uh, just a lot of like-minded people that all like the same shit that all get to like talk about and and really like really show how much they love. Their passions and hobbies. That's what it seems like a, a convention is really about.
1: Yeah, that's that's the best part of it is that when you're at a con like ours, it kind of feels like you're home. That's a cliche, but uh, but it, it does. There's there's really no other way to describe it. You're surrounded by people who have the same uh, same nerdy interests as you do, and that's a pretty magical thing. You know, there's a yeah. there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hate and and bad things always going on in the world and cons provide or at least we try to provide an escape from that where you can come be yourself and enjoy the stuff that you love with other like-minded folks
0: right right in how did you two meet was it danny just went to a retro game con you guys bumped into each other
1: um i met danny at the at the salt city comic-con in in 2013 i think yep I think he had a booth and he was maybe selling stickers or something.
2: Yeah, I, I was just selling random stuff because yeah. I had a table there. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yep. So that was a, that was another con that uh was in Syracuse. I don't think they're doing it this year, but uh but that was another great show that was in Syracuse. And uh we've done a lot of work with them and collaboration in the past. And Danny, Danny just happened to be at that one. Yeah, and I was there hunting for video games. I think I didn't have a booth or anything. I don't
2: think it was until the Extra Life meeting, though, that we didn't it was before we discussed like actually helping out for Retro Game Con. Yeah, I think it was around at that the time, hospital. That, yeah, the yeah. first time we like actually had a conversation. <laughs> yeah, so that might,
1: that might have been like 2014. So. Yeah.
0: And then Danny, you've been you've been working with him. For the was, retro game con, ever since, you
2: know, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it it slowly weaned my way into to making some graphics to to helping with the program to now helping with anything that we need banners, uh, social media graphics, right, uh, pamphlets, mm-hmm. flyers.
1: Yeah, Danny and I don't know if do you know our other friend Nathan Grant. He uh, he.
0: I don't he, think also so. does,
1: he also does a lot of the graphic design for us and has in the past as well. And oh, uh, okay. we have been getting together on Wednesdays like every week for about a year or two. I don't know. I don't know. Two years? <laughs> two, yeah.
2: two or three years. probably. I have no <laughs> idea.
1: Time is nothing. But, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we get together on Wednesdays. Nate and I uh, drink craft beer. Danny abstains and judges us. And we work on graphics and other retro game kind stuff.
0: When you guys are in the the meetings on Wednesday night, like what? How do you guys figure out what the objective to talk about that night is, or is it just you guys just like shooting the shit, going back and forth?
1: Um, Well, there's there's actually a lot there's a lot more individuals who help us out uh, with the con, and so that's just our our Wednesday hang among the three of us. But uh, there's. Well, four of us because things there too. He doesn't do graphics though. But uh, <laughs> sounds
0: like a Dungeon Dragons night in disguise. We have we have, we have played D&D, yeah. and we're waiting. I for love Danny,
1: that. We're waiting for Danny to continue the campaign. If we ever, <laughs> if we even remember our characters at all.
0: Poor you know, Danny, the remember. A,
1: I just remember there was a sexy but stupid giant, right? Yeah. <laughs> i don't remember any
2: other characters stuck with you huh (laughs)
1: that's
0: (laughs) danny uh danny was our dm too when we played so poor danny's always stuck in the dungeon master position
1: Mm -hmm. he goes hard for (laughs) D&D. but yeah there's it's not it's not just the few of us there's a lot more people to help us out and we have uh we have meetings throughout the year with our larger staff as well we usually that was
0: gonna be one of my questions is how many people is working for you on an event like this
1: There's like a, well, I'm the only employee, um, don't tell anybody, but there's also, uh, I would say, probably eight to 10 people who form the core group and each have like a specific thing they work on throughout the year and help out with. And then there's a larger group of maybe 40 or 50 volunteers who come uh, during the actual days of the show and help run things uh, on event days. Nice. And we, we, we're always uh, we're always looking for new volunteers, too. And we'll put out an application for that soon as well. And you get a, you get free weekend admission. Uh, you get the T-shirt. You get to come to the VIP after party. Um, there's snacks and drinks at the show. Uh, and you just have to work like a four hour shift in an area of your choosing during the show hours. And so we'll be we're always looking for new volunteers every year. So we'll be gotcha. putting that out soon and we'll we'll probably need to recruit like 20 or 30 new volunteers this year. Uh, oh, wow,
0: that's the goal, huh? Is that larger than in the past? Just because of so many events you have running?
1: Um, no, we just we end up with about maybe fifty volunteers overall each year, and uh, just like uh, just like with any volunteers, like I said before, uh, people move away. A lot of times, it's college students who you know are here for one show and they're gone the next year. Uh, yeah. So, so we're always in need of a constant uh, refueling of our volunteer force for the show.
0: Right. Right. And, and uh what uh what venues have you guys been at?
1: Uh the On
0: Center is this year.
1: Yep, the On Center is our the On Center is our venue uh for the for the foreseeable future and we've been there since uh well, we've been there continuously since 2016, but we were oh. also there in 2014. In okay. 2015 we uh, temporarily moved to the Center of Progress building at the Fairgrounds. This yeah. was before the new expo center was built. yeah. Uh, so that's the second biggest building there. Uh, and then in 2013, the first one, it was a uh, driver's village in the conference center there, but it's a, uh, it's, it's the on center. That's our place. It's gotten
0: bigger pretty much right from start to where it is now.
1: Yeah. In 20, uh, 2018, we had one expo hall at the on center. And then in 2019, we expanded to both, which is, I believe, about 80,000 square feet. And then we also have the downstairs meeting rooms and the front lobby area. Mm. So if I had to guess, I would say it's close to like 85,000 to 90,000 square feet now of wow. stuff. Wow. And there's, there's more space to expand. The On Center has a whole downstairs ballroom area and atrium. Okay. So we, yep. could, we could like uh, almost double the size of the show. And then if we ever got to a point where we were seriously outgrowing the On Center, we could just have it at the on center and War memorial at the same time. You know, that would be that'd wild, wouldn't it? That'd be a tremendous goal of ours to be able to yeah. do that. That would be I, cool. Yeah. I feel
0: like you would need to like not only just go Syracuse, but also how can we pull even from a larger like area? Do you guys look at when you guys are promoting the show? Because I know you can like with Google Ads and different ad websites, mm-hmm. you can really like set a, a wide range of zip codes. Yeah. Is that what you guys are doing? Just to try to capture everybody from even like Utica and out that mm-hmm. way?
1: Oh, we definitely want Uticans to come to the show. But uh, sure. also uh, also uh, farther away, Albany. Like
0: Rochester, uh, Albany, yeah, yeah.
1: Rochester, Buffalo, Binghamton, uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. We, we advertise in all those places. Uh, we do... Uh, we do Facebook targeted ads and Instagram and we will have a YouTube ad video. We've done uh, we've done radio ads in the past. We might end up doing those this year. We always record a commercial, which is fun. I do the voiceover (laughs) for the radio voice, dude. Uh, I can. I probably don't right now. I hate the voice. I'm glad I can't hear myself right now, but uh, (laughs) I, I, I have been told I can do a radio voice if I want to. And you guys can be the
0: judge of that. You'll see the ad up on the, if you want to, dude, you're hitting me with that radio voice right now.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Danny's got the voice between the two of us.
0: Uh, He's a singer. <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't know he sung. You sing? Uh, sometimes.
1: Yeah, you should make him do oh. it on your podcast sometimes. Wow,
0: I didn't know that. Wow, interesting. Well, I do need a new theme song. Oh, perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. How
1: much do you charge for that? I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. So with uh Retro Game Con expanding and growing and hopefully this year being like kind of the testing the waters, mm-hmm. if it goes off really well and you guys exceed expectations, what are what are you guys going to do from there?
1: Well, we're going to do it again uh, in t- 2023. <laughs> uh Yeah. So in 2019, uh I had another show that I had wanted to do for a number of years and then we finally pulled the trigger in 2019. And we did Empire Game Expo in Albany, and it was at a weird hotel and it was awesome and it was It was a magical day of video games July thirteenth and twenty nineteen We had great guests we had like fifteen hundred people show up for our first show. we had a packed list of vendors, and it's the only event I've ever done where I didn't feel a single complaint there were there were no one no one even told me the bathrooms were dirty. What do you think contributes to that?
0: Just dumb luck? Or Um, were you more prepared because it was so far away? I think
1: because it was a new show and something we were trying for the first time. And we had a bunch of people from the Albany area who had never uh, worked on a con before helping us out. That everybody was just so excited. And it just, I don't know, it came together in in such a nice way in such a short amount of time. I don't know what to attribute it to, honestly. It was just uh it was a great show. And it's a, a deep regret that I wasn't able to bring it back this year, uh, because it was just too risky with, you know, uh yeah. pandemic stuff and and the uncertainty of running events again. Uh, what's but, the
0: difference between Retro Game Con and Empire Game? Con?
1: Empire Game Expo. Game Empire po,
0: what's the difference between the two?
1: Uh so they're very similar. Um we had the celebrity voice actor guests, the game designers, um, panels, vendors, tournaments, uh, cosplay. The main difference, I would say, is Albany's kind of Albany area. The capital region is sort of like a hub of video game development. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, there's a lot of game studios there, I didn't and know a lot. Of, that. Yeah, a lot of big studios were were uh, were founded there, and so well, and good. there's a lot of indie devs there as well. So we were able to have this indie game showcase there. That was all uh, modern modern game developers set up showing off the games that they, they created, and we'll have one of those at Retro Game Con as well. But in 2019, that was the big difference I would say, is that for a show uh, as relatively small as Empire Game Expo was, uh, we had we had a great deal of uh, indie game developers and just gaming industry stuff going on there. Oh, wow. and I'd love to bring that one back. That would be my first step if we were super successful this year was to consider doing that show in Albany again.
0: In Albany, not in Syracuse. You would do that in Albany. in
1: addition to Retro Game Con. We would do the one, the Albany show in the summer, and then still have Retro Game Con
0: as our main event in the fall. Gotcha, gotcha. Did you go to that one too, Danny?
2: I unfortunately could not go, uh, but I really wanted to. I mean, EGX was so promising uh, but I, my tight baseball schedule wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I really wanted to go cause I got to design the logo for it. Yeah. Right. That right. was, that was cool.
0: <laughs> That's sweet. As, as just being somebody who would partake in the events, Danny, who is, well, I guess you kind of worked a lot of the events since 20, I so guess, I guess that doesn't really apply, but is there an event that sticks out in your head that was like your favorite
2: Hmm, probably the first year was my favorite, I would say, because it was new to us. uh, And I had Tim and Dave help me out and Brendan. uh, And we just all got to experience it together and see how many vendors there were and all the people there just to look at retro video games. Yeah, that was something crazy.
0: Yeah, right.
1: well, Danny had an army of people <laughs> helping him. He had like an entourage that was
0: walking around with him. All from disc golf or uh, Frisbee. Yeah, Frisbee. Much. <laughs> I almost When you said your other friend, Nate, I was yeah. going to ask Danny, Danny, wow. did he play Frisbee with us? <laughs> no, no, but he probably would. <laughs> he probably would. He probably would. Wow. That is so, it's really cool to see how it has, has taken off. And I would imagine along the way, Pat, there's probably some things that like you kind of, stumbled and and found the right way to do things was there some like hiccups and speed bumps that you're like oh crap I'm not doing that again
1: uh yes many
0: yeah <laughs> especially when you're like trying to figure out how to do this like you had no prior yeah. experience of running a convention prior to taking this over right
1: right right no I didn't and yeah there's been a lot of every year is a huge learning experience I have no illusions that I will make no mistakes in any given year I'm sure there will be mistakes this year that we'll have to go back and work on but we always put out a survey and we ask everybody, what do they think? Tell me what I can do better. And we do make honest attempts to fix any problems that we find. Um, our One of our big struggles is always getting uh, good food because we uh, we have to use the on-center uh, food vendor. Yeah. So we're always trying to figure out ways to uh, to nudge them into having some better offerings at the concession stands. And so that's something I'm working on this year. Um too bad you can can
0: have John from Three Lives go over there and just start whipping meals up for you. Yeah, him.
1: that would be a dream. That would be. Right. I would love to do that. He would be so interested too. I'm sure. Yep. Um, yeah, for sure. Three Lives. Three Lives is awesome. Uh, hopefully, we can. Hopefully, we can do one of our mini events there this year before the con. We're
0: planning on that. We don't have. Yeah, ever... There, there are a bunch of awesome sweethearts over there. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to to derail you. What uh, I'll ask you. This is a good question. So I'll for you first, Danny. Danny, what is something that you would tell? 2015 Danny right now with your knowledge right now like if you could do something different it's coming up to you Pat so you better have an answer you know, ready that's, to why shoot.
1: I, that's why I had that look on my face I'm like I don't have an answer for this
0: I would
2: probably say to just uh, I would tell myself to to offer more graphic help because I don't think it, it was like closer to like 2017, 18-ish when I started really helping with the graphics where i was like oh I'll let them they're they're doing their thing i'm just i just run the the extra life stage you know so i would i yeah. would tell myself to be more proactive and assisting with the graphics that's my what about you?
1: that's, that's what about my you, three-year-old if you <laughs> hear the screaming in the background that's my three-year-old oh, it's, playing it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would i tell 2015 pat does it have to be convention related? I'll do no, a, it. could be anything. No, I'll do a convention related. <laughs> yeah. And I'll do, you know, I'll Invest do
2: investing crypto. Whatever, whatever. Invest I'll do a,
1: in crypto. I'm an open book, so I'll do some one that's kind of personal. I would just say to, uh, to be a little easier on my friends. Okay. When, I, when I'm asking them to help me with the con, just to remember they're, they're your friends first and your convention helpers after that. Yeah, and, uh, not to push them too hard because my friends are awesome and they will do things if I ask them to. But you can kind of go too far when it's, you know, a volunteer thing that they're helping you out with. It has to yeah. be a reciprocal relationship with your friends, you know,
0: yeah.
1: so, uh, because uh, because my friends have been just so, so generous and helping me out with the show. All of my friends are and my family I've met through video games. So
0: really?
1: Yeah, I mean, without the convention has forged my whole social network. Like anybody that I know and talk to and consider a friend, I can trace it all back to Retro Game Con in some way or another. Wow. So so I would tell twenty fifteen Pat not to take that for granted, and to just uh, do do my best to cultivate these friendships a little better, and uh, you know maybe keep it fifty percent convention related friendship wise and instead of convention related, because I get this feeling as we get closer to the con every year that I'm kind of turning just into the convention guy and, Mm. and and not being myself anymore. If that
0: being friend Pat,
1: you know, and anyone who's friends with me on Facebook who hasn't already unfollowed me knows that I get progressively more annoying on social media as the year progresses because my posts go from posting like cool travel pictures to just posting about the con all the time. (laughs) No. So you need to have, you need to have balance is what I would tell.
0: And it's really hard to find that balance sometimes, you know, it can be Uh, really difficult to to figure out when, when is too much and when is not enough. Right. mm -hmm, It can be mm -hmm. kind of uh, just a little difficult to balance the two with uh, some of the performers and stuff that are coming up this year who are you really excited for i wouldn't say the most excited cuz that'd be unfair to the other guests but who are you really excited for
1: well let me let me just go back to the previous thing and say something i forgot to say and yeah. it's that that convention comes and goes so it's like you it's like you get ready for this and you get ready for this and you get ready for this and it's your sole focus and then that weekend passes by in an absolute flash and yeah. we as the people working it sometimes it's hard to like sit there and enjoy it and take it in as it's happening, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And then when it's over, it's, you know, it's another year until you get to do it again. Yeah. So that's a, that's kind of like a surreal thing that I just wanted to point out that anybody who's worked on an event like this is familiar with. You have like post sort of depression that you have to work on, you know. It's like that with anything where you work work hard, work hard and the excitement mounts and mounts and mounts and then the thing happens or you finish the job. And then it's like, all right, what do I do now? You know.
0: Yeah i I will say it's funny that you say that because with our my friends we do the dungeon donations charity stream, which Danny has helped us out so yeah. so generously. Congratulations,
1: by the way. That was awesome. thank you,
0: thank you very much. That's, How
1: much did you raise for that?
0: Uh, we did uh, over five thousand. So the stream was four thousand seven hundred sixty dollars plus five hundred bucks from Prevention Health Network which is a local Syracuse group and 310 bucks from three lives. John donated uh, money. He basically did like a roll a shot that night. And anybody mm-hmm. who did that, a dollar of that proceed went to uh, the charity event. So it was really good. It was, it was a good time, but I feel those same feelings because it's like, yeah. we do it twice a year and it's like, there's a big ramp up the month. Like because we got planning, we got to figure it out. Who's doing what? There's a lot of moving parts. We mm-hmm. want to make sure we nail the stream. Who's doing the setup? Who's running this? Who's doing that? Have you reached out to this person? Have you reached out to this charity? And then it's like when the, the day of the event, you're excited, you're pumped. We're, we're enjoying it. We're having a good time streaming. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, it's over. Now I got to wait another six months to do it all over again? Yeah. like. You're right. It's like convention depression.
1: I have, yeah, like, I have streaming I depression. Wash the dishes and go for a jog. Like, what do I Is that what yeah. people do?
0: I have all this extra energy.
1: Yeah. Wow, no, it's no, funny that you said yeah, that because yeah. I was feeling the
0: same thing, especially after this last event. I don't know what it was about this last event, but I really felt like the, the next day I was like, damn, I got to wait six months now. Mm-hmm. This well, is fun. I really enjoyed putting you, those together and I really
1: don't Wait, 6 months if you do it at Retro Game Con.
0: That's right. Sure. Holy shit, we are on to something. I'm raise D&D money at Retro Game Con. Holy shit, we are on to so- Okay, hold on. Yeah. I'm um, I have to write this down cuz if I forget, I got to I bet you Mike and Dennis will be totally into this.
1: For I sure. Mean, the only thing I, I already asked Danny, if I should ask you that, but then the thing that I kind of hesitated about is I thought maybe you would want to enjoy the con with your son. <laughs> you
0: <know>? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I, when I took him to junior, it was a lot of fun to bring him, yeah. but he was sprinting everywhere. And I hardly <laughs> got to talk to any vendors other than, uh, I saw my friend Gary Dolan. He was selling yeah. some toys over there. I got to talk to Danny very briefly, but other than that, I was like, "Hey, get back over here! Yeah. <laughs> come back over here." <laughs> yeah. So, if if we did something for Retro Game Con, at least it would give me the opportunity to kind of enjoy the event a little bit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, let me know. We could just do it one day if you wanted to. You know?
0: Damn. What? Let's workshop it right now. Well, what do you think? What would you guys like to see us do? Like play D live, or do the event live at at the game con? Like run a in an um, hour and a half
1: game. I'm not sure. I think uh, we could easily set up some sort of streaming there. Uh, For sure. Streaming and yeah. cameras there. That, that's something that could be set up. Um, the only crazy. thing is a lot of the people that would donate and watch are probably going to be at the con. You know? Right. Hopefully. Right. They will be. So that's <laughs> the only little strange thing about it. But I don't know. Right. I'm, open, I'm open to workshopping it and. And throwing around some ideas
0: yeah, yeah we'll figure I, I really I think there is something that we can do there's something there I just want to I feel mm-hmm. like we got to figure it out and brainstorm what we can do because that would be uh, freaking sick to I do something we could, the game. We could,
1: put the, we could put the whole game on stage and then we could put the broadcast on the projector screen Oh so, shit. so you could have an audience watching like on the big screen as you're playing.
0: oh shit that would be wild huh
1: we would just need to have Danny film it and figure out all the technological stuff. Danny,
0: we'll do the fun D stuff. You yeah. have to figure out all everything else. Can you do that?
2: It. Yeah. No, no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say we could, we could do something like that where we bring you guys up on the extra life stage mm-hmm. and incorporate that into it. But also what you guys could do too is do, uh, one shots if the three of you would DM four people and do like an intro to d and I think that would be really cool to get like a little beginners class on it for some people that have like oh I've always wanted to do D&D but I don't sure. have the time even if it's like 30 minutes like here's kind of how the story starts and this is what you would want to do and you can even just have temporary characters like here's a generic rogue here's mm-hmm. a paladin here's a bard what would you like to run? Yeah.
1: I mean, kind you guys are, basis. you guys are, are very charismatic if you don't mind me saying so you, it could be part, <laughs> it could be part real D and D game part performance art, you know, yeah, where it's like yeah. a, a comedic sort of adventure. And yeah, real that's game. there's
0: yeah. like people who have, who literally play D and D live to a whole audience. So I'm sure we could, we could make that happen. I kind of like the mix. I like doing something on stage. I think that'd be really cool as long as, Mike and Dennis are on board and also doing that intro to D and D. That's something that we've kind of kicked around to that. Yeah. I think would be really fun. Yeah. Um,
2: We could, you could lead that up to the, the event on stage. So that way people are familiar with you too, from seeing you in at the convention, you know, mm -hmm. the, the swirl of guests usually rotates around free play and vendor hall and board game area and the PC room, which we
0: haven't even talked about.
1: Yeah, it's not a PC <laughs> room anymore. It's just out on the convention floor. But uh, yeah, uh,
0: the PC room to like play computer games. Yeah, we have we actually have the, the
1: largest interactive computer exhibit on the East Coast, and that's uh, that's not a claim that I make lightly. I've researched, and it's true. We have we have more vintage Whoa. computers than anybody. So at the con, if you and, and you can see this for yourself, if you just go to YouTube and just type retro game con 2019, you'll see people's videos. We have uh, we must have close to a hundred vintage computers, uh, complete with you know the monochrome and and green and amber monitors that go along with them. Everything from Apple II to Commodore 64, IBM, Tandy, all those classic computers of the 80s and 90s, uh, set up with all kinds of classic games. And that's in addition to our video game consoles. So we have we have a huge uh, retro computer section.
0: Who who houses all those computers? Is that like a personal Uh, collection of yours or is that somebody awesome. It's awesome
1: volunteers and friends of ours. Uh, The person who heads it up is uh, Sam Rose and he, he has, he's like Danny. He has an army of people helping him out and uh, they have their own uh, telegram chat and they have uh, between them at least a hundred vintage computers and they're working on them all through the year to find them, fix them, refurbish them, clean them, test them. Because these machines, you know, they break down, especially with people playing them at our events. Yeah. Um, so, so they require like constant work and tweaking, and uh, that's that's uh, one of their many hobbies among this group of people headed by Sam. They they get together and they work on computers and and uh, they've curated an amazing collection.
0: Wow. Yeah. So do they do other conventions, or is it just like you guys?
1: Um so far, it's just retro game con, but I'm sure they'd uh, I'm sure they'd bring wow. stuff to other to other local events or I don't know I'm not I don't want to speak for them but
0: uh <laughs> yeah yeah, for sure yeah, definitely. yeah like, I, I don't I don't own
1: I don't own this stuff that's all it's all volunteer stuff so uh i uh, wow. yeah I, I I serve at their at their discretion like they <laughs> like the the con is uh something that they've thankfully chosen to uh, set this up at and I'm super grateful for
0: it. Yeah, that's that's really impressive. The largest, that is insane. Hey, Pat, uh, we just need a thousand outlets. Can you get us a thousand outlets? Yeah, the
1: power (laughs) requirements are crazy for the show.
0: That's what I was thinking. I was just thinking the most, like when we were walking through the most. I'm like, there is a lot of things going on. The energy bill must be through the roof. Now I'm a dad. I got a two year old, so now I'm thinking energy bill. And
1: that's even more impressive when you consider that the armory building there, the most, is one of the oldest buildings in Syracuse. So they've, wow. they've got some seriously good modern wiring in there to be able to support all that stuff. Of course. Yeah. They, and they've got that giant new theater there too. The Explorer dome. Uh, that thing is rad by the way, if you ever oh, I haven't gone it go. in it yet. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, your son's too young for the shows. They'd be a little scary, I think because they were scary for, for my daughter, but yeah. there, there's a dinosaur show and a planetarium show and it's like an IMAX, but it's even higher resolution. It's super, super cool. Oh, so, wow. But yeah, uh, uh, p- power bills and and power requirements <laughs> are it's another thing that you don't think about uh, one of the intricacies of running an event like ours is we have to plan for all that power and to not, you know, trip the breakers and make the power go out. Um, yeah. On that side of town. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, I know, right. There's so much plugged yeah. in. So many, you know,
1: uh, 25 in. or 30 pinball and arcade machines as well and those are those are power demanding, uh, power hungry machines too. So oh
0: my lord.
1: Tons and tons oh. of power drops. Full time electrician, uh all hours of the show running around fixing things, running wires, um wow. tack- tackling problems as they arise. That's that's Dude, all there part are so
0: of it. many moving parts to this.
1: Yeah, yeah there are. Ah oh. there are our to-do lists are crazy right now.
0: <laughs> what what are the next objectives to get you guys ready for for October? What's on the plate right now?
1: Um, getting the word out and getting uh, getting people interested in the con, uh, generating buzz on social media, and just just aware, spreading awareness that we're we're back. We're hosting the show this year. Uh, please come out and support us. That's the main goal from now until October eighth. Uh,
0: just to to push that, the Game Con is back. The Retro Game Con. Which, by the way, I don't think has there been any other conventions that have gone off in Syracuse. I'm very bad with this. Probably yeah, like the yeah. RV convention.
1: There's been smaller. Uh, there's been smaller comic cons in Syracuse, like uh, at the university, and there was a, there was a library, a couple library ones here and there. Um, nothing, nothing on the scale of retro game con as far as like a, a nerdy convention in Syracuse. There's uh, Star City Games is returning to the On Center. That's the mm-hmm. trading card game con. I think that's in July or. It might be August. Don't quote me on that. Look it up. They're, they're the same venue, uh, Star City Games. Uh, big trading card company is coming back. Other than that, um, there's no Comic-Con in Syracuse on the scale of the Salt City Comic-Con this year. Uh, we just returned from, well, I just returned from uh, NoCoCon, the North Country Con, which was yeah. a brand new one in Watertown. That was a pretty good show. Yeah. For, for a first year, an excellent show. Um, we've, I, Danny's actually coming with me this weekend to a big video game convention in Philadelphia, too many games. Whoa. That's like the, that's the big uh, granddaddy of Northeast gaming cons and and one that we've sort of modeled ourselves after a little bit over the years.
0: Interesting. That's, Interesting. Up this
1: weekend. that's a big one. Very excited. hoping To
0: see kind of like what they do, what you can kind of take back as your own SOP and Yeah. Procedures.
1: If, they, if they get a killer attendance, then that's going to be Invigorating for us because that's going to show me look, the people are out there and willing to travel and come to these game events again.
0: Yeah. So what, very
1: excited about that. What are you
0: guys most excited about that event for? Is there like one thing in particular you're just excited to go experience
1: uh, yeah. it? Selling our stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we were going to load up, we have a booth. So we're promoting the con, but we're also going to load up with uh, extra video games and stuff that we've. But, you know, thrifting and buying from yard sales and stuff. Nice. So, uh, nice. We're going to set up with stuff for sale. And uh, we'll be promoting the con, giving away some tickets, giving away some other Retro Game Con swag and stuff. If we see people wearing Retro Game Con shirts there, they're going to get a special prize. I don't Ooh. know. I'm not being <laughs> it You yourself. get Danny's power okay. glove.
0: Danny's going <laughs> yeah, to like, I'm not giving that up.
1: <laughs> Danny's going to sing the uh, Sonic Adventure soundtrack oh my god
0: danny (laughs) danny please i would love to hear it just kidding Mm -hmm. you don't have to i'm not gonna put you on the spot
2: (laughs) yeah i I don't know
0: (laughs) well guys thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk this is really cool because i don't it's very eye-opening for me because i don't know what goes into a convention Mm -hmm. and i'm very ignorant to how much freaking works involved for two dudes who have well more than two dudes a lot of people Mm -hmm who also have full-time jobs, who do this as a part-time gig. It's- yeah,
1: my full-time job is selling video games on eBay. So it's not as not nearly oh. as serious as Danny's. Oh,
0: that's fucking cool. That is so cool. That is awesome. Danny, that's why you were selling video games on eBay.
2: Yeah, a little bit.
0: Yeah, That's why you got sucked into it. Yeah, inspired mm-hmm. me. <laughs> okay, I will tell a funny story. He
1: used to sell his games to me. And now he just takes him to eBay. Now he yeah. just goes to eBay. Yeah.
0: I will say there's this very funny story. And I Danny, I hope you still laugh at this story. But I remember Danny showing me that he bought a video game, Bratz, for Xbox, right? For Xbox yeah. for like a dollar. And then I feel like it was around the time I was showing you houses, Danny. And yeah. the next time that I had saw you, like a week past, you're like, remember that game I picked up for a dollar? I just sold on eBay for fifteen dollars, and I looked you dead in the eye, and I said, "Who the fuck is paying fifteen dollars for an Xbox Bratz game?"
2: It's still a mystery.
1: <laughs> I haven't played that one, but you'd be surprised at the gameplay on some of these kids' like shovelware titles. Some of them are quite good.
0: <laughs> it is crazy. Okay, so a right.
1: for Game Boy Advance that I love, oh, I don't really? remember which one it is. <laughs>
0: Shrek for Game Boy Advance?
1: Yeah, there's there's one, there's one, and then there's a Shrek Super Party. I like that game.
0: Oh yeah, like a <laughs> smash rip off. It
1: was um, a Mario Party. I don't. know. Uh, yeah, it's like a Mario Party sorta,
0: Yeah, Pat, I would, I would love to play that, but I'm telling you right now, I'm not paying fifteen dollars for Sh- a Shrek Mario Party. <laughs> Somebody paid fifteen dollars for a Bratz game. Listen, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to say I didn't think there was a market for Bratz video games, but Danny has proved to me otherwise, and I respect Danny for that. Well, listen, there's, play, <laughs>
1: there's playability, and then there's rarity, and sometimes you have games that fit into both, and they're, they happen to be good games they are also hard to find, and when you have that combo, especially with classic games, that means a high, high price.
0: Yep. So okay. some,
1: some of the titles are quite surprising. I mean, the most famous, infamous, expensive game of all time, Stadium Events, it's a... It's a not so amazing game for NES. That uh, it's like a sports game, like a um, what is the Athletic World? Is the other version of it right? The attainable yeah. version. Is it that... just
0: a bunch of different sports games?
1: Honestly, I've never played it. Is it a Power Pad? <laughs> it's game? just really expensive. Uh, yeah. If you consider like a hundred thousand dollars really expensive, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Depending Dude. on if you have you know the box and manual, uh, then you could be talking a lot more than that. You would be talking more than that. Uh, uh, the games that are the games that command high prices are often quite surprising
0: oh dear lord well listen everybody's everybody has i feel like sometimes they're hunting for a nostalgic uh thing to remind them of their past right so probably the person with this the brats though maybe that hits home for them me, it would be Time Splitters Future Perfect. Mal, that's a different story.
1: Really? I mean, on GameCube, that's that's a really expensive game these days. Good dude, luck.
0: that was one of my favorite not, shooters.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean that that uh, changed the game for first-person shooters. Yep, one
0: yeah. of my yeah. favorites. That mm-hmm. is my. If you if you could say if I can wave a magic wand and make a video an OG video game pop up, it would be Time Splitters Two but more preferably future perfect because it had all the characters that you could play It had way more characters and the way you could unlock them was really fun. It was really engaging.
1: Yeah. That, that on GameCube was one that I loved. Uh, And that's, that's also got the combo of being kind of rare and a super playable, awesome game. Yeah. Another one on GameCube, eternal darkness. That's my, that's my head on GameCube. That's the one that uh, tricks you into thinking your uh, GameCube is glitching, but it's all just part of the game.
0: Ooh, wow. Um, I have not yeah, heard yeah, no. that game in a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Damn, now I'm going to go try to find a, a mod to go play Time Splitters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll have to because, uh, I mean, you'll have to sell a couple more houses if you're going to buy a physical copy of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's so goddamn expensive. <laughs> yeah,
1: that'll be uh, the
0: commission on like
1: a Skinny Atlas waterfront property. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I know, right? I'm just going to type in... Uh, User perfect GameCube eBay $250 for the case and the game. Wow, in this case, by the way, a dog chewed on it on the corner of it, still charging 250 for it. That's that's, game, that's
1: GameCube, that's GameCube, <laughs> even like the Mario games of which there were who knows how many millions. millions. Well, maybe not. Millions of all of them, but no. you know, three, four million copies of Mario Kart Double Dash probably, and that's a uh, that's got to be upwards of like eighty or ninety dollars mm-hmm. at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's always it's, it's stunning when a retro game uh, gets to be more than what the original MSRP was, right? That's always yeah. the moment when when <laughs> right. a game, when a game exceeds what it sold for when it was new. Yeah, originally.
0: yeah I'm gonna be honest, Pat. You are making me kind of feel old when I see that happen. <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely I'm like
0: oh shit dude i played that game so much when i was 12 it's still 60 dollars. why it's 250 now what the
1: fuck yeah well, i mean i grew up with nes so that's that's cool. and believe it or not there's people that are alive that grew up with atari
0: yeah. <laughs> my dad's
1: so mad right now my dad's like what the
0: fuck i grew up with atari it's bullshit
1: I could yeah, have I run for the uh, my Parents spent every last penny buying us, uh, buying us stuff we didn't need. Thankfully, <laughs> they were great, so we had a Nintendo on day one. And I Damn!
0: Played. I remember playing
1: yeah. blue slimes and Dragon Warrior as like a three-year-old, not understanding what was going on oh on the old console TV with the fabric-covered speakers and the knobs and dials. Damn.
0: Yep. Where you had to either play on channel three or five if you want to play video games.
1: Yep. Two, three, or four on that one. Yep. Yeah. uh, They didn't even have the coaxial screw on cable adapter, you had to use an antenna adapter. Yeah. Ooh. Money years antenna
0: adapter. Back in of- my day, we didn't even have a goddamn <laughs> HDMI. <laughs> we
2: walk uphill two miles in the snow just God. to play Super Mario Bros. <laughs> and we were grateful of it.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: tip for your viewers, don't try to play Duck Hunt on a modern L C D TV. It does not work. The light gun oh, light on relies on the the flash and the glass of the CRT TV, so you have yeah. to have a old TV. Although there are new fancy ones. Oh really? You, yeah, there's like an oh. adapter that you can buy from Hyperkin, I think, uh, oh, that lets course. you use uh, their their zapper on a modern TV.
0: Huh. Pro tip, Pat.
1: Yeah, at, <laughs> at, at Junior we had we couldn't come up with any good tournaments, so. Uh, one of our guys, I think Greg, who's another we'll
0: duck hunt, great
1: lover, said, let's do, let's do a tiny duck hunt on little teeny tiny uh TV screens. <laughs> it's, it's duck hunt's too easy on a normal size screen. But yeah. what if we what if we gave people a nine inch TV to work with <laughs> and made them stand six feet away?
0: That's I'm hilarious.
1: Not, not very accessible if you're you know if you don't see all that well. Yeah. <laughs> which is not bad but it was it was fun to watch people struggle with that one.
0: <laughs> oh wow, that's funny. That's amazing. Well, listen, John, thank you so much for doing this. This is uh this was a, a lot of fun and I feel like very eye-opening. And also now I gotta talk about to Mike and Dennis, figure out how we can work together and do something for you guys because that'd be a lot of fun.
1: Definitely, definitely. I'll let Danny talk more next time we get on one of these.
0: <laughs> <laughs> didn't know you out. This was great. This was fantastic. <laughs> thank you guys for doing it. I appreciate both of you guys. Yeah, thanks. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Corey. Have a good night.